Hey there, friends. This is Joe Butler with Fuel to Thrive, a podcast all about nutrition, running, and motherhood. Today, we have my good friend Andy Cazzarelli on the show. Andy is an elite distance runner for What's Out, and she specializes in the marathon. Andy's going to share a little bit about her story with amenorrhea and underfueling and her road to recovery. Well, hey, friends, this is my friend, Andy, and Andy is here with us today. She is a runner for Wazelle and a marathon Olympic trials qualifier in 2016, correct? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to talk with her today, and I'm super excited to have her here on the show. So welcome, Andy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited that you're starting this podcast. Um, There's definitely a need for it. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, agreed. I'm so with you. So Andy, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do for a living, your events that you run in and kind of like why you like to run. Yeah. So I uh, live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, my primary events are the, I would say probably like the more of the marathon, um, half marathon. I really wish the half marathon was an Olympic event because that would be my preference, right? Totally. Um, uh, I ran collegiately at NC state where 10 K was my event. And so, you know, that's in, so I, I tend to like some of the speedy workout yeah. stuff like that. So I, it's interesting because the 10 K typically leads into the marathon runners, but totally. um, I kind of fall in that in between of kind of having a little bit more leg speed and, but also kind of really liking the endurance side. So kind of trying to figure it out. I enjoy flipping around distances, nice. uh, all that good stuff, but um, work-wise I've been working full-time with coaching now. So between awesome. um, my own business and then runners connect, uh, those are the two things I've kind of been between, but I think the, another thing that I really find, um, just kind of passionate for is just, you know, women's health, nutrition, stuff like that. And, you know, just trying to have a presence on talking about things that I've experienced with running and training, uh, and how that's kind of impacted me as a coach, as an athlete, Mm. all these things. So I'm always trying to kind of put that stuff out there because I know I'm not the only one experiencing this kind of stuff. And so, um, that's been a lot of like kind of the theme for me in these last few years. And so, um, training wise, you know, I've been going through some ups and downs recently took some time off. Um, and that, and it's been kind of fun actually seeing the process coming back into it and really enjoying it again. Cause I think I got into this phase of just not feeling good and then it Mm. wasn't fun. And then the expectation of just, this is not going to go well. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a nice kind of change of pace and, and kind of fun to see like every workout. Uh, and you know, what am I going to do today and how fast yep. can I run today? And, and that's always enjoyable. So totally. Yeah. Totally. So that's kind that's of awesome. my, my spiel recently. I love it. I love yeah. it. That's great. So, oh, kind of- oh, and I wanted to add, so I'm also yes. coached by Becky Spellman, who's also nice. a yeah, athlete. Yeah. 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 And love, love her. Becky. really really love working with her. She's great. She's mindful with me because I, um, am a little bit of a head case occasionally. That's gotten better (laughs) in recent years, but (laughs) as is any competitive runner, (laughs) right? (laughs) Exactly. We're like, Oh, should we be running harder? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It can spiral of mental thoughts. Uh, so tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you were talking about, you know, and some of those things you're super passionate about. 
Yeah. So, uh, back in, so when I ran collegiately in 2009, I found out mm-hmm. I had celiac disease. Okay. Um, and I think that's really what started a lot of the cascade of mm-hmm. eating issues. So, uh, and, and you know, what's interesting is that when I was going through a lot of this process, it wasn't until recently that I would categorize what I was experiencing as an eating disorder. Yeah. And it, actually the first time I went to a therapist, she was like, um, she said the word eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And then she even said, how does that sit with you? which was yeah. interesting because I had never categorized myself as that, which is, I think a very common thing. Totally. Yeah. A lot of runners. Yeah. You right. You, you can sometimes see when there's something going on, but for me, it's not, I mean, it's not always what you look like. It looks mm-hmm. different on everybody. Totally. Yep. And so I was definitely having a lot of the, I would say disordered eating and body issues, kind of more of the body dysmorphia. Yeah. And so it made just training challenging. It made eating challenging. Mm-hmm. It made my life a lot, a lot, like really stressful a lot because, you know, it was easy when you had every Everything controlled, but you're not always going to have control yeah. over that kind of stuff. And so, yep. um, so that's kind of where a lot of this started from when I found out I had celiac disease prior to that, you know, I'd been going down the rabbit hole of not feeling well and trying yeah. to, you know, control that side of it. And so after I found out what it was, those habits had formed. And so I started down mm-hmm. this path of, you know, fear around food a little bit, and yeah. kind of like a real fixation on it. And so, um, you know, training started going so much better, but I'd also, my weight had kind of gone back down yeah. All the inflammation had sorted itself yeah. out. And so I fixated a lot on the actual yeah. weight itself through several yeah. years. And I'm sure I was annoying to a lot of my teammates, you know, <laughs> dealing with that. It's kind of funny when you look back, you're like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> of the way that like that was, that all went down, but it's, it's part of the process. It's part totally. of, yeah. uh, you know, it gives you a better understanding, gives me a better understanding now when I look back and, and yeah. when I see other people who are hurting or dealing with that, it, there's definitely, there's some space that needs to be, um, given to those people and also needs to be for sure for that person to kind of, you know, develop the unlearn, understand and kind of grow within that. And so, um, so yeah, when, once that all kind of came to a head, I think, I think when I graduated, I realized, you know, I'm not eating enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to nutritionist and she was telling okay. me, you know, you got to eat a little bit more. So I, I actually increased my food intake. And I think that's why technically in those years after college, I was running decently well because yeah. in 2009, when I stopped or when I, when I stopped eating gluten and, and all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I was not, I, that's when the under eating had started and I lost my period at that point shortly okay. after that. And then, and then, so from 2009 until you know, 2016, when I ran my first marathon, yeah. I hadn't, didn't have a, didn't have a period. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, I, you know, the problem, part of the problem was that I had gone to doctors who were kind of like, Oh, that's what happens to runners. Yep. And so yep. that was a difficult, right. And then, so and then a lot of the, yeah. And then a lot of the conversations around it were like, um, you know, the first initial thing was you're not eating enough. And so yeah. when, what, what had gone on with me was the under eating was I was eating at a level where I was eating enough that I wasn't, you know, continuing to lose weight, yeah. but I was yeah, at yeah. This, in this phase where my metabolism had slowed down. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. even if I was eating the amount for my metabolism, which is what I was doing, if I overate, I would definitely easily gain weight because my body mm-hmm. wanted it. Yeah. But I also wasn't, when your metabolism slows down, that doesn't mean that you're also meeting your energy demands. Yeah, definitely. So, that's where I was. And so, but I was training well because I was now, you know, eating at the baseline yeah. metabolic level that my body was telling me it needed. And so training was going great for that time. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I look back at that and I'm like, I was running so well, but I also know mentally that there was a lot of stress mm, still around. Yeah. Me. So it wasn't like I was just like completely devoid of those things. Uh, I even used to think, think, and look back at photos and be like, 
I don't know what I was thinking in my mind then. Cause I'm yeah. feeling like, Oh, I need to be thinner. Right. Constantly, even when I ran my best times and yeah. so now it's like, um, now when I do still have some of those, those thoughts and feelings when I of see course. pictures of yeah. myself running, yeah. but I now can look at them and say, you felt the same way then as you yeah. do now. Yeah. So what is my mind telling me? That's not true. And being yeah. able to separate myself from those thoughts has been a huge change. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then, you know, over the course of from 2017 was when I, um, you know, getting 2017 was when I was like, I need to fix this problem. It's yeah. seven years without a period. Yep. And, and so, you know, that was what the last few years, and it was actually a, a big struggle and yeah. it wasn't an for easy sure. Process. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it's, there's, it's just such a complicated problem It is, and everyone's, you know, depending on how long you have to have yep. had it, yep. what are other factors are, and I had over yeah. for two mar- I ran over yeah. for two marathons and um, that takes a, such a big toll on your body yeah, that yeah. Uh, when that comes into play and you're under eating and you don't have a yeah. period, it's just like stacking on top. Yep. And so, yeah. So it was kind of this like gradual progression of yeah. just like getting more and more and more beat down. Yep. Um, and then, and then, you know, um, that was all the physical stuff was, yeah. you know, that was happening. And then some mental, emotional things were coming yeah. into play from the previous team that I was on and kind of yeah. the like, toxic environment that that was. And, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't, you know, the whole team, it was just the people yeah. that I was kind of having to manage the team with that were causing yeah. a lot of, um, you know, the, the mental, emotional, yeah. um, stress kind of stuff. And so that was really what kind of pushed me over yeah. the edge in the last year and kind of forced me to take this break. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, this last year I had to take a three month break, but, yeah. um, you know, most of 2020 was, a, it was challenging cause I, yeah. I couldn't push in workouts or I yep. would be kind of over fatigued and yep. that's a whole thing we can get into later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> talk forever. I know there's so much, there's so much. Right. So kind of explain to some of the listeners out there, what some of like the actual physical side effects were of this, of like, of the, the amenorrhea of overtraining, all of that right. kind of explain to them, like what you felt, you know, cause some right. of them can relate for sure. Right. Uh, so I overtrained for the Olympic trials in 2016. So I actually dropped out of that race Okay. from, well, not even from the overtraining is from heat exhaustion, but, yeah. um, you know, that was made worse by the fact that yeah. I was sick before the race, which mm-hmm. is one of those very common signs it is that you get sick the week of the race because yep. your immune system is like, all right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so I had, and that, that doesn't mean you've overtrained every time, you know, that yeah. can just be a symptom of that, but I was sick with a chest cold. So I was more susceptible to heat illness because I already couldn't yep. get airflow. Yep. Um, but the, I specifically remember when the flip switched that, that season, I was, yeah. um, I, I, so I had a really good season that year before yeah. or through 2015 or in some of my fastest times in the half and the 10 mile. So that was a really fun season, but uh, I don't think I planned well because when I got to the end of that, it was like late yeah. November and I was mentally and physically kind of in this place of like, I need a little bit of a break yeah. here. Yeah. So, you know, I took my, I took my normal break and was kind of slowly building back up the way I normally would, which would be like starting from, you know, 25, 30 miles a week and mm-hmm. like very slowly just progressing the volume before adding in intensity. Yeah. And, but then, you know, it got to be like mid December and I was like, good two months to this race. And then yeah. I had this, I had this thing in my head about like, I must run hundred mile weeks in order yep. to run yep. the Olympic trials marathon, which yep. is not necessary. No, it's, it's not, not, it's not at all. You don't, I don't think there's really a number of miles yeah. that you need to run to run fast. It's really individual. So totally. but I had a lot of half twos on my list instead mm-hmm. of a lot of get twos. And yes. so yes. You know, instead of just going through the process of like, I may be under trained going into this. It's yeah. fine. There'll be more opportunities. Yeah. I 
really just, I ended up jacking up the volume. Um, my foot was swollen on top. So oh, no. I couldn't really like bend my toes. Oh no. And I could still run on it. <laughs> Shouldn't have been, you know, <laughs> I could still run on it, but, um, it, it was funny because when I was trying to figure out what was going on with it, like the things online that I read, what it could be were like, most of the time this happens from ramping volume up too quickly. And I was yeah. like, Mm. <laughs> no, right, I well, didn't whatever. do that. Yeah. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. Kept trying to like talk myself out of these things. Yeah. Um, and so then I did a half marathon New Year's Eve uh okay. in LA because I was okay. trying to kind of get a sense for the the course. I the new the half was not on the course by yeah. any means. Um it actually went went up to Elysian Park, which if you've been in LA and you know Elysian Park, it's like LA is here and then it's like way up here. Thank you climb for a oh, long time. So fun. So fun. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> so, um, after that race, I was sore for, I don't know, two weeks coming yeah. out of it. Oof, so rough. yeah. So it was definitely like, that should have been a warning sign. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah. yeah. And I also have been doing inside tracker, uh, mm-hmm. this time. And so mm-hmm. I did a test and, um, my cortisol was super high yep. and I also had a lot of inflammation markers. And so then I yep. also had the high liver enzymes. Yep. So actually, you know, looking back at it, it was funny because I actually met with them and they did like a little, we didn't, the nutritionist talked to me and we yeah. did some stuff with it and they went, walked through it. And I think, um, you know, we were, it, it kind of felt like we were a month before the trials. So it was kind of like, there was a lot of indicators there. Yeah. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, I don't think anyone wanted to freak me out. A month totally. Before yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we did the best we could from that point forward, but yeah, the soreness kind of continued. Yeah. The, um, the fatigue was there. One thing yeah. I noticed was like, I was ravenously hungry all the time Yeah, yeah. and easily putting on weight. So it was, yeah. it's just kind of that you get into that, like over, overdone phase where your cortisol yeah. is constantly running high. Yeah. So your body's saying any more, any more, any more. Yep. Totally. And yep. You can't keep up with it. Yeah. And so that was kind of how I was feeling. And it was very easy to kind of tip over the edge of, yeah. uh, too much. Yeah. So, you know, it, I, I would got to the race, just kind of just hoping to be able to do something, but it, it kind of was like a ticking time bomb on yeah. Yeah. how my legs would hold up. So coming out of Definitely. it, we took some time off, but then I thought, let's get back on the track and try to run the yep. 10K time. And I training went okay for a couple of weeks because I had some downtime. But then, you know, one workout where I pushed a little too hard, I yeah. was having trouble recovering from. So yeah. Yeah. those were the indicators the most is is are you recovering? And so yeah. that was what was not happening. The length of the soreness was a lot more than it yeah. would have been normally in the past. And and then just workouts were really challenging. I could yeah. not get them to come back. I could not get um, paces down, stuff yep. like that. And so that was, I ended up taking a month off, which I think yeah. worked really well for me. And I didn't run at all. I did some classes and was taking care of a lot of that stuff. Um, I, I think I probably did some cardio of some sort, but yeah. not a whole lot of anything yeah. really trying to reset. And that actually worked well. So that was, awesome. that actually did help me reset. I went, went forward, ran my first marathon in Indy, which went really well. Awesome. And then coming out of that was when I said, I want to get my period back. I need to yeah. get my period back. It's important that I do this. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was kind of where I, a new cascade of events happened mm-hmm. where, um, I think that there was a lot more involved that I didn't know I was going to, you know, encounter with, yeah. you know, mentally this, this, the reasons why I was having these issues where there's a lot of them mentally and that I probably, I actually wish now looking back, I had gone to therapy before being like, yeah. let's fix this. Um, because like when I did gain weight, I was like trying to gain weight. I was like yeah. not prepared for that. And so I yeah. kept telling myself, you, you're just, you know, it's not about the weight. The pace is not about the weight. So just, yeah. yeah. 
So, but instead of just trusting that I was trying to, to prove to myself that that was the case. Yeah. So I was overrunning and overrunning and yeah. overrunning. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, you know, so it ended up in, in by the following year when I raced CIM, mm-hmm. I was overtrained then too. One thing that I noticed when I was overtraining was that I would have this weird issue with like, with my bladder. Like I would feel like mm-hmm. I needed to pee like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd be like running. And if I drank anything on the run, I would yeah. immediately have to go to the bathroom and yeah. to the point that I could not hold it. And Dang. that happened before the trials and it happened again before CIM. And, um, you know, the other crazy thing with CIM was that my cousin was, uh, my cousin had brain cancer for you know okay. seven years prior to CIM. He, that was, he'd been dealing with it. And then a month before he was moved or no, his birthday was actually the same day as the race, which okay. was really ironic. But, yeah. Um, you know, he actually passed away a month before mm-hmm. the race. Mm-hmm. And it was like maybe a couple weeks before that, that he was moved into hospice. So it all okay. progressed pretty quickly. Yeah. And that was the weekend that I remember things really starting to take a turn. And so, um, you know, looking at that, like, yeah, I was overtraining. I was pushing the paces. I was really yeah. forcing a lot of stuff, but that instance also involves some emotional yeah. stress. And so totally, yeah, that plays a much bigger role than we think a lot of times. Agreed. And so even if you're, even if the physical stress isn't there, if that's yeah. there, that's actually going to impact you in such yeah. a significant way that you have to take it into effect. Yep. And I didn't. So I, yeah. I that it just kind of continued that way. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so that, that weekend we had drove overnight to, or we drove from Charlotte to Ohio and oh my goodness. stayed, stayed the night there, saw him, you know, the one day got there, he was still kind of moving. He could still like throw a football, but he was yeah. kind of just um, so we were watching the Ohio State game. My family, my family's Ohio State fans, and then saw them again the next day, and we made the trip back. So okay. it was just like this very exhausting trip. Yeah. And, and so I, yeah, that was one of the things. And then, but coming out of CIM, you know, I had recovered after the trials. Yeah. I, I think mostly, but coming out of CIM, that didn't happen. And so it yeah, was, it, it it's kind of what started the next yeah. four years of yeah, of kind of that struggle. So, yeah. 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 That recovery. I, I think we often underestimate how long sometimes you need to recover from just consistent overtraining and yeah. fatigue. Like your body's just like, I'm done and I need a break. Like and until you give it to me, I'm not going right. to respond. Um, yeah, right. I remember. Yeah. That was similar for me with the trials in 2020 where I had come out, I've gotten really fit and I was super pumped running faster times than I'd ever done. But I just kept pushing, pushing mileage and we moved like literally across the country during that time. Yeah. And it was like, we moved in December, the trials were in February and there was just yeah. so much going on. And my body was just so pissed at me. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. not going to do this. And it just, it's like, I never bounced back and yeah, you just get to a breaking point and it's just like, I, I'm not going to respond. And yeah, my, right. like not long in 2021 is when I started working with inside tracker and I got my test done and saying mm-hmm. all every, all my markers were high inflammation, right. high cortisol. And I was running like 25 miles a week, which yeah. was like nothing. And I'm like, how can I be overtraining? Like, right. this is mind blowing, but stress, stress is huge. And people right. don't realize it. It's just, so yeah. Important. Yeah. So yeah, kind of, a lot. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of walk through your like recovery journey with some of this. Cause it sounds like it's mm-hmm. been a process kind of talk about some of the, the, the highs and the lows that have come with this. Right. Yeah. So when I, I, you know, it was beginning of, I guess, technically into 2016, when I actually was like, I'm going to fix this. So it was right after yeah. I ran Indie Monumental Marathon okay. in 2016 that I was, I took my time off and I was like, 
now I'm going to, I'm going to fix this, um, this not having a period problem and and get that figured out. So then beginning of 2017 was, you know, the start of that journey. And like I said, it was a lot of me fighting myself to prove to myself that it wasn't the weight that mattered. And so then, you know, the overtraining happened at the end of 2017 in December. And so then I think I can't remember, I might've taken maybe a month off then too, and, um, went into 2018 and, um, you know, of course bonding with a lot of this time was when we started the team that I was on, which was in, um, yes, we incorporated in December of 2017 as well. And so, um, that's kind of important in my timeline, I feel like, because, um, that, that team was kind of like my baby. I'd been wanting to do something like that for such a long time. And, and so I was putting everything I could into it and I was also putting extra pressure on myself to succeed because I was like, we need this to become bigger and better and get the things that we need for the girls in this team that deserve it. And so, um, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to perform so that we could get more for everybody else. And so, um, so yeah, so, so 2018 was, I think when I started having a little bit more hormonal imbalance issues, okay. it was becoming a lot more apparent. And so, uh, you know, the, my one thing that happens, and this is the difficulty with the, with losing your period and the hormone yeah. problem is that, yeah, maybe you're throwing off your, your female reproductive hormones, but then, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially with the overtraining and the cortisol being high, yeah. the cortisol is also going to have an effect on suppressing other yep. hormones as well. Yep. And so, um, the thyroid was becoming affected, yeah. which is really difficult. And then yep. your thyroid's not in a good place and your female reproductive hormones yep. can't be produced. And so, yep. um, all those things were competing and then I yep. was having stomach issues. And so I, I ended up having parasites oh, that no. I had to get treated. I know it was just like That's all rough. these weird things. And then I yeah. also had, had, um, you know, overgrowth, bacterial overgrowth. Mm-hmm. So part of under eating actually feeds some of that stuff yep, because you're definitely. Kind of always putting your gut under stress. And so, yep you're, you're more susceptible to illness like that. Yep. And so, yeah, I had a, I had a couple of parasites. And so I remember in the beginning of 2018 was like, I was just feeling terrible. Yeah. I couldn't run. I like some days I was okay. And then other days running, you know, eight thirty pace, which is not slow, but you know, yeah. it's, my easy pace typically yeah. used to be you know, seven thirty. Yeah. So running yeah. eight thirty pace felt like I was like, just killing myself. Yeah. I remember being dropped on group runs that we would do because I, yeah. I couldn't keep up. And that just kind of continued and nothing I did was working. And mm-hmm. I, I, we were Steph, I was working with Steph Bruce at the time. And I mm-hmm. was like, I just feel terrible most of the time. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, and then it wasn't until I got some medication for the parasites. Cause yeah. It, and that once I got that, it was like night and day felt yeah. much better. Oh, that's so good. Right. And so then, um, but it, I ran grandma shortly after that. And so it, it went, okay. it went up better than expected. Yeah. Given that. Cause I think, I don't think I got the medication for the parasites until May and the races. Dang. Day. Yeah. In June. So it was like yep. a month and a half that I was like feeling good again. And we were like cramming it all in. Yep. So yep. it ran better than expected, but you know, coming out of that there, a lot of these issues were still present. A lot of yeah. the um, the kind of the hormonal imbalance yep. stuff. So I was having a little bit more hypothyroid symptoms. Yep. And then, um, I was on some, not even like a hormone, I don't know, something weird that I was working with a functional doctor Okay, and she, she had prescribed it to kind of help get the hormone, the thyroid hormone back up. Okay. Gotcha. Just kind of like a, a glandular or something. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was. Um, and we got, we got it back up, but then it swung the other way. So it's like, oh, it no. was kind yeah. of going, in all these weird directions and still wasn't getting my period back. Yeah. So it was just kind of like this, Oh, I don't know what yeah. to do anymore. And, um, I ended up working with a nutritionist. Awesome. Clyde. He's, okay. um, 
he was recommended to me by Sarah Lesko with okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he's, he was definitely a great help with that. Yeah. So he gave me some good, good stuff with just like, cause your, your cholesterol has to be in a certain yep. level yep. for your female reproductive hormones as well. Yep. So we got that stuff started to get figured out. And, um, so I fast forward to, I think it was 2019 when I actually started getting my period back, maybe yeah. end of 2018. So I started getting my period back okay. and then, um, 2019, I had like a glimpse of things coming back yeah. together. I was feeling really good at the very beginning, but then all of a sudden it just slid right back down. Yeah. So I would have these days, I would have like workouts where I would just, just suddenly feel like I was just like falling off the edge of a yeah. cliff. Yeah. And I think that was a little bit more of the thyroid being kind of yeah. high and low yep. and high, but I think it had swung so high and then it was, so it was a whole thing. And, um, yeah. you know, that, that was, it was that, that was kind of like a mental, just like, yeah frustration. Cause you're just like, you don't know when you're going to all of a sudden yep. feel terrible. Totally. So I, I had kind of developed this and this like ex- expectation for that. And I had a couple good races, but I was just always so susceptible for yeah. things to go back to the way they were. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it felt like I had been overtraining, yeah. but I wasn't. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, but it was so easy to get there. Yep. So easy. So easy. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was what 2019 was. And then finally, when 20. Well, I guess the end of 2019, I actually started to feel good. Um, my last month, uh, we were, we think we had gotten the hormone or the thyroid yeah, back in balance. Yep. That was good. I actually still, I had a period through this time. Awesome. That was great. Um, and indie w- went pretty well, but I, you know, last 5k really hit me and I, yeah. I just couldn't yeah. get it. So, um, but I, that, that built up too. It was like only that last month really felt good. I remember, yeah. yeah. um, before we had figured out the thigh, well, yeah, before that, I remember going to an endocrine doctor and trying yeah. to get help there. And I remember crying in the elevator because mm. like, I was like, they were like, it's fine. Everything's good. And I was yep. just like, I don't know what else no. to do. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel, I knew yeah. I didn't feel right, yeah. but I couldn't get answers from anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, then, um, but 2019 went pretty well, uh, at, but 2019 was also kind of when a lot of the mental, emotional stuff had yeah. gotten really, really bad. And I, I don't think I'd super come to terms with it until um, I started going to therapy in 2019. I was was having trouble like in every day, just not like breaking down in tears. Yeah. So, um, so like, and, and a lot of that was, you know, part of it was this like inability to understand what was going on and not knowing and not having any control. Yeah. So that was really, really difficult. And then on top of that, there was, you know, some interpersonal things happening within the team that, now I, now when I look back at it, I see it, I'm, I didn't yeah. see it then, but now when I, I think back to that yeah. time, there was definitely some stuff that like, you know, very much like mental, emotional abuse, yeah. um, and just kind of that kind of stuff. And it took me a yeah. long time to actually say that out loud, yeah. but it was, and cause I was scared of like, what will, what will they yeah. think if I yeah. call this abuse? Yeah. And, um, but that was how my body was starting to experience yeah. it was, yeah. I was getting, um, you know, I was getting a lot of more anxiety and that just kind of progressed through the end of 2019. And the only good thing was that I was being like, not, not communicated with on stuff. So going into Indy, I just kind of, I knew something was going on and I couldn't figure out what was going on, but I was like, I needed this break. Just (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. Right. So then, but then after coming out of that, I was like, okay, I know something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. So 2020, uh, that once, once I finished Indy and then had recovered and was trying to get back into things, we were going to try to run Houston, but 
that was kind of when a lot of issues really started to like really take a turn mm-hmm. back, really take a turn down. Yeah. Um, and so I was having some issues with my breathing and yeah. I would get, I was, the heavy breathing was happening every yeah. single run. Yep. And, um, I, I ended up not running Houston we took time off again. Yeah. And I took, so I took a good break then. And then we built back into training. And as soon as we started, we're doing workouts again. I was like, this, something's not right. And so yeah. we did a, we did a race. The only race of 2020 yes. was the weekend before everything shut down. Yes. Literally. Oh man. That first weekend in yep. March, I had a 10 K and I remember being like, I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. And I was telling, I even was telling people like every time I do something, there's a point in yeah. the race or the workout where it, it everything kind of falls apart. And so yeah. I knew at some point in the race, the breathing problem was going to come into play. Yeah. So that happened, you know, part of the way through and those last couple of miles were, were difficult. Um, you know, and, and then that, after that I was not recovering. So yeah. I've been told before we even raced though, I told Becky, like, can we do a couple down weeks? Cause yeah. coming out of this, cause something's off. So we did that. Yeah. We boosted the volume back up after that break, but kept workouts out. And I yeah. was still having a ton of yeah. just difficulty, even just running easy miles. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, we still hadn't been doing workouts. And then suddenly I got the sacral stress fracture. Um, <laughs> and mind you through this entire time, I now had a period and I was like, things yep. should be better. Yep. Things should be yep. so much better, but they weren't. And I, yeah. I got the stress fracture. I actually felt relieved, which is not the way yeah. you should feel. Stress fracture. <laughs> I understand um, though. <laughs> yeah. I, understand. I was just like, this is, I needed this. I needed yeah. a break, but I needed some, I needed, cause when you're sick and you're having these yeah. kind of overtraining problems, it's very hard to tell yourself that you can't, you just shouldn't do it. It's, yeah. it's just, it, who understands that? Why yeah. is this person yeah. not doing that? So yeah. I, it was like a good, it was like a the excuse that my mind needed to say, yeah, stop. Yep. Um, and that actually signaled me to say like that actually, when I got injured, it was like, I'm not going to cross train. I'm not going to yeah. do anything. Um, and so the first couple of weeks I just took complete time off. And, yeah. um, I think in a lot of ways that helped the eating stuff because mm-hmm. I think some of that was also still at play here. I was still yeah. having some issues because I was still having weight gain problems and yep. not being able to keep weight off and, um, my body needed to reset. And yeah. so that was essentially what happened there with that injury. It kind of helped in that process. Yeah. Um, but then coming back from that. So before, actually, before I had gotten injured, I was having really bad glute fatigue mm-hmm. and I didn't know what, what was causing it. And it would come on at the, at a certain point, six miles, it would yeah. come on. Like and, right. I was like, why that feeling of like, yeah. I just did a long run, you know, when you yeah. do long yep. runs, you get that yep. glute fatigue. I was getting that on every easy yep. run I did. And yep. I was like, what this is, this is the weirdest thing. And then I started having issues with nausea. Um, and then I started getting a cough pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, and then headaches were up and on. And so this was all starting to progress as I was coming back from this injury. Yeah. And then even, and and I thought maybe the glute fatigue was from needing a break or something, something, but then, you know, after, when I started coming back from the injury that started to come back and I was like, okay, this is weird because I know this is, I just took took like a very, very, very conservative approach yeah. back. Yeah. I, I wasn't training for like a good, about a month, probably. Yeah. I, I did some very light swimming stuff. The yeah. second two weeks, actually, no, I don't remember. I was like, I'm not doing anything until I'm at the whatever mark of this injury, because yeah. I'm going to prioritize making sure that I'm completely healed from this. It's yeah. not going to yeah. happen again. And so, um, yeah, so the glute fatigue problem came back and then 
all the issues kept getting worse. Like, and when we would have meetings, I would just, I was that, that stuff had also progressed to a point where it was completely unmanageable. Yeah. I was yeah. you know, very depressed and and really yeah. struggling from that side. And yeah. when we would have meetings as uh, like the leadership group, I would mm-hmm. be, I would have be sweating and shaking yep. and kind of like yep. things you shouldn't have to be experiencing yep. on an everyday basis. Yep. But it was, that was where I was, you know, mentally and emotionally yeah. at that point. And um, so Oh, you know, in October, I well, I quit the team, and mm-hmm. that was probably the best thing that ever I ever did. Yeah, yeah. Leaving that environment and all that stuff because I I think about it now, and even if because I had to take those three months off, if I had taken those three months off, it's still been part of that yep. environment that was really beating me down. Yeah, I I don't think that this would be the same story. I would yeah. still be having probably these same yep. physical manifestation yep. of symptoms. Yep. Because that was becoming the thing that was running the show on totally. the stress, not the physical totally. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, I ended up having test I ended up having chronic active Epstein Barr virus, okay. which um we we're thinking was kind of present through most of 2020. Yeah. Uh, and it had just continued to get worse with the, mm. the mental stress from yeah. um being part yeah, of yeah, the yeah. team and and what was going on there. And so yeah, it that was finally having a, at least a diagnosis. Was, yeah helpful. Um, very helpful. It, yeah. it meant, you know, it meant no running or, or training for yeah. three months. Um, I couldn't do anything. I didn't do any cardio. I couldn't do anything intense yeah. for that time frame. Um, I also had to be on this anti-inflammatory, no sugar diet, up the gut stuff yep. what, that was also feeding into the problem. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it was, it was a lot. And Thanksgiving we made, I couldn't have anything with sugar in it. Right. So, and I couldn't have carbs really. So I remember making, we made cauliflower, mashed potatoes, nice. green beans, <laughs> and I made a turkey burger because <laughs> we weren't with family either. Yeah. Yeah. Was, you know, right in the middle of this pandemic. COVID. Yep. Yeah. Which also was scary because I was having an autoimmune problem yeah. and COVID. I was like, I, if I had gotten COVID, like how yeah. would that have affected me yeah. with all of this? Cause yeah. my immune system was clearly just shot on for dear life. Yeah. Right. And so having celiac disease makes me more susceptible yep. to, yep. you know, autoimmune illness. And so yeah, it was, it was a lot. It Thanks. was, it was definitely so much, but I also had a very, like the sense of relief between finding out what that was and leaving that team. It was night yeah. and day, just like I could see things so much more clearly than I yeah. did before. Um, and I was starting to actually feel excited about things again, which yeah, was that's awesome. important, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, even though I was doing, going through this, like really challenging three months off where it was yeah. like, it was also really nice. Like I yeah. had a nice break and, um, yeah. So that was, kind yeah. Of, yeah, that was my progression. Yeah. It was, that's a lot. I know <laughs> it's crazy. It's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot, but I think this is true. I, I always tell like the athletes I work with, I'm like, stress is stress, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, relational, all of mm-hmm. life affects us. And like, uh, you know, if you're married and in a really, or in a relationship with someone, if those, if that's not going well, that's going to affect everything. Right. Like, your life is going to affect your training. And so if you aren't managing your stress, like it's going to affect you and you may not understand why you may be like, I don't get this, but stress is very powerful. And it is, I mean, stress can make you retain weight. Stress can make you feel fatigued. I mean, it can cause a minority. I mean, it can cause so many problems. So Mm -hmm. I think it's good to like, remember that and like hear stories like yours, where it's like, yes, obviously there was an illness going on, but yeah. I was also made worse probably by high, high amounts of stress and like how removing that stress actually allowed you to heal and get better. Right. 
Yeah, because like, okay. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't, that three months would have been, uh, that three months, even if I wasn't training, would have still yeah. not worked if oh, I had this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's funny because on the form, and uh, the stuff that my doctor gave me, yeah. it was like, <laughs> there was a note that was like, avoid, <laughs> you know, avoid drama within yes, 10 yes. And I was like, check. <laughs> like, <laughs> I <good>. got that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's so much. So how are you feeling now? Like you're getting, it sounds like you're getting back into some normal training. How has it been going Mm -hmm. recently? It's been really good. So this last year was very much like a process. So we, the comeback from it, we also didn't want to like do things too quickly. So actually my, my first run back was just two miles and, and actually it was funny because like, that was all I did that, that week. I just ran that one, two mile run. So I, I look at it and it was like within a five week span, I went from two miles to 19. So it wasn't like I was (laughs) progressing quickly. Um, because especially with what I was dealing with, with Epstein-Barr virus, it's just your, your body's not going to be able to, it, it has to kind of like be given enough time to kind of make sure that it's not going to start perceiving something as a trigger for yeah, it. So yeah. any amount of doing too much too quickly would yep. have re-triggered some yep. of this stuff from the physical side. So, um, the first week back was in March technically. Yeah. So it was Be- Becky and I kind of started back up in March and, um, the workouts and, and my pace was much slower. I just kind of was, yeah. wasn't paying attention to my watch at all. Um, the first, one of the first workouts I did was like a uh, ladder of like 30 seconds on 40 yeah. seconds. On, yes. 50, perfect. perfect. Yeah. It was just this, it was one, it was a light workout. And I remember, cause I was on the little, this little track by my house. It's not like a yeah. full size, but I was like super excited about it. And I started too quick and like, never. I, was <laughs> I know I started like, but the funny part was that I started at like five thirty something yeah. pace. And I felt like I was sprinting. Like I was yeah, like, Oh yeah. my God. And, and so the rest of that workout, it was like, I was supposed to get like, you know, like faster as I went on, yeah. but I like slowed down. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I had to like, when I took, when I stopped in between, I was like, just like bent over dying. And yeah. I was like, that was the worst. That was the hardest. And the, and five thirty pace is a fast pace. Like, yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But that's also what I've run for half marathon. In. Yeah, so yeah. it's like this, like, oh my God, but I didn't focus. I had to not focus on yeah. where I'd been. It had to be mm-hmm. more of like, totally. this is I'm starting from. Yeah. And so I, that workout sticks it out in my mind. Cause I remember looking at the watch and being like, and as I, I one minute at like six minute pace was mm-hmm. like super, super hard. And so that was like eye opening. but then, so I ran my first race in May and okay. that was a 5k and I was like, let's just try to break 19 in a 5k yeah, and yeah. Awesome. 16, yeah. 03. So that's like a, a big, big gap there, yeah. but yeah. I needed to kind of give myself some, some like things that I could kind of see myself progress yeah. through. And so yeah. I actually broke 19, which was nice in that first awesome. race. And so that was kind of like, let's kind of see what we can do from here. And so yeah. each, each month and each week was kind of like a like just kind of, uh, it was kind of nice. Cause you're just really, really engaged in the process. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I started out around 30 ish miles a week, mm-hmm. we got up to about 40 and then going to the summer, we maybe maxed out around 50. We bounced yeah. between 40 and 50 through the summer months. Um, and then going into the fall, it was like things had really started to click more and yeah. I could look back at my workouts and be like, wow, I, you know, I was having trouble holding six minute pace for one minute. And yeah. now, um, I, I mean, I did end up running 1757 in one yeah, of my five nice. which was really great. And it wasn't, yeah. it, but then like, you know, it wasn't super linear, like workouts yeah. were getting better, but yeah. 
Um, the third 5k I ran was not as fast as the second one. Yeah, so it was yeah. still not just like this, but I could tell through training. I could tell through how I was feeling that I was making a lot of progress and yeah. I could see that. And so yeah. I kept looking back at like that five, that 30 seconds at five 30 and being like, you know, that, let me see how, how, what happens with the next race, what happens yeah. in the next race. Yeah. And, and so then I, I ran a, I actually had a 10 mile race where that was sponsored by the team. Well, the team that I used to run on yeah, yeah. race sponsored it. And, um, it was also like right around my period. So th- like that makes you more and more anxious yeah, and yeah, then yeah. on top of that, the, there was a lot of anxiety about being around yeah. the collective group. And it's not, you know, it's not everybody on that team that I, that's, that's causes this. It's just like the yeah. collective now creates a lot of anxiety for me. Yeah. Um, it's a trigger. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a trigger. Um, cause you know, especially with like gaslighting and stuff like yeah. that, it kind of yeah. makes you like a little bit more, yeah. um, just kind of, so yeah, totally. I did not, I dropped into dropping out. I was yeah. like, I was breathing really hard and I could tell I was panicking, like yeah. Yeah. starting the race. And then I was coming up a hill and I had this cramp that I've like right under my rib cage. And so yeah. I was having trouble breathing and I just stopped. And then I was like, uh, and, and <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah. I, I when yeah. So it's not worth it. It was a lot of things. Yeah. And I think the anxiety was contributing to the cramp as well. Yep. I don't know that it, even if I'd kept running that it would have like turned out great anyway, because yeah. the cramp it's like when you have one here too, it's just kind oh, of like, you can't. Go yeah. Away. Yeah. Just like, um, oh, yeah. So then I ran a half marathon, I think a um, you know, month later, um, we were in Ohio just for my, my grandfather had passed away in August okay. and they did his, um, memorial ceremony that weekend. And so okay. it was actually kind of nice because the race was the day after the memorial and he was in the military and on the course, they had a lot of flags out and yeah. I, I don't know why, but they had them at like all the different markers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it was kind of nice. Cause I passed them and I'd be like, okay, mm, so yeah, um, yeah. But that, that was, um, I ran that half and I actually felt great during it. That's and, awesome. Um, I did get the cramp back <laughs> in the last 5k, but I was, I had that experience actually at the last, at that mm-hmm. 10 miler that I dropped out of actually gave me a good peace of mind to yeah. like just get through that part. So yeah. I did stop for a couple of seconds and try to work through yeah. it twice. And, but I, I, you know, I, I had to like stay just focused on like this. It's all right. Yep. Like just finish. You can do it. Yep. Yeah. You can do it. Yes. So at the end of that though, you know, I averaged the time that I had run that first 5k in. That's awesome. Really, That's really awesome. Great to see. So definitely like a good step in the right direction, yeah. Yeah. which was great. And then end of last year, I ran the 8k at Richmond. Nice. And so, um, and that one, you know, I ran the, the whole race much faster than I had run any 5k in Heck yes. this entire year. Yeah. So, it feels um, good. Right. So yeah. it's, it's kind of cool. Cause I, I feel like I'm kind of getting back to yeah. where I was. And I, through that period where I was really struggling, um, it felt like every year I kept getting farther and yeah. farther away yeah. and I wasn't seeing progress at all. Like yeah. it was, yeah, it was definitely. Like, Right. It was, it was just like there, nothing was, nothing yeah. was getting faster. Yeah. Things were getting slower. So this was really nice to actually see myself yeah. getting better again and see myself progressing, being able to push in workouts without yeah. being worried about, you know, tipping over that edge. Yep. And I think though, I do think, you know, having not having had done the overtraining and yeah. knowing what that feels like, um, it's given me a better ability to kind of stop that before it happens. Yeah. I am, yeah very competitive. I love the feeling of pushing myself. And so I do have to kind of make sure I'm reeling things in a little bit. And then, and then too, like not knowing where I am at any point, like business wise, 
you're kind of always trying to like explore that and curious yeah. about it. Yeah. So I have to like kind of hold myself back in a lot of ways, yeah. but you know, um, it has given me a better understanding of like yeah. when I'm starting to feel like I'm getting a little tired, should I pull back? And I think yeah. I have a little fear maybe around that. And so, but I do think it has made me more in tune with my body and yeah, knowing when. Sure. So even, yeah. So I was in Florida this last weekend and, um, end of the week, I was starting to feel a little fatigued. I was seeing my resting heart rate being a couple yeah. beats higher than normal. And it was consistently that way. I was seeing my, uh, heart rate variability being a little low. Yeah. So I was seeing some of the indicators of like your body's needs a little bit of rest. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, I, I really wanted to hit 80 miles, but I was also like, yeah, it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. We need to make sure we're feeling good. So yeah. I took the day off and, um, you know, in the past, it was really hard for me to make that call, but yeah. I was just like it in, and I think being, having a little fear of that is better than the yeah. opposite. Cause it's for sure. Be, yeah. It's better to be like below the line than, than crossing yep. it. Yeah. So, you know, you can only, you can't, yep. you can't, you, it's hard to come back from that. So then yep. I, I just kind of was like, and then, you know, things rebounded and everything looked great yeah. today. And, um, so it was the right call for me, yeah, but totally. um, I've realized though, that I don't know, uh, it's so much easier to overtrain when you're on yes. fueling. Yes. And so I don't know like what's how do I, it was, I remember one time I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, I'm feeling a little tired. My legs are fatigued yeah. and I don't know if I'm pushing myself too hard or if this yeah. is normal. And he's like, you haven't, he's like, some of that is you do like some of that's normal. You should be tired yeah. when you're yeah. training hard, Like that's going to happen. And so I need, it's like learn, relearning when I yeah. should, what's normal, yeah. what's not. And so it's actually nice because I have this little aura ring and, and so this actually helps me to be able to give some more data to, to feed yeah. feedback yeah. with that, because if I can see, like I saw my heart rate, resting heart rate going up. So yeah. I knew that at that point, but the last time I was feeling like this, I wasn't seeing the data correlating. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I should be fine. I'm yeah. just, it's yeah. just fatigued because you're yeah. running a lot. For sure. Um, For sure. And so it's also given me a better ability to kind of yeah. hang back and, yeah. and take it nice and easy. And I, I actually yeah. have a lot of I have some friends around here that I love running with on my super easy days and we take yeah. it super, super easy, which is that. really nice. And, um, then I can also sometimes help my friends with their workouts because yeah. yeah. it's kind of like, I'll sometimes I'll do people work my, like my easy runs with people whose workout yeah. paces are about my easy runs, yeah. so it makes yeah. it really yeah. nice. Which is always um, fun. <laughs> right. Like, I have people to run with. Yeah. 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 So things are going much That's better awesome. and I'm kind of excited to actually, um, athletes for yoga had asked us to kind of figure out what, what would our themes or like our words for the year be? And yeah. I was like, I really liked that question. I thought it was super interesting. And I said, I think I said, like, I want to be curious. And mm -hmm. oh, what was the other word that I used? Um, I know that I said, I wanted to be curious because you know, that's, that's the fun part of always yeah. being curious and not having that expectation. And so that's one of the words that I wrote down. Cause I, I just, you know, I really want to make sure that yeah. that's the approach that I'm constantly that's taking awesome. about. Yeah. I love that. I'm curious. I love that. About I love happened. it. I <laughs> yeah. love it. I love it. I love you sharing too. Like, I think so many of us think, oh, once I like fix this or do that, like I'm going to get back to normal, like super right. fast. Like I even catch myself in that mode where it's like, oh my gosh, I was running thresholds at this pace. And now I, I it's hard to run a mile at that pace, whatever, you know? And yeah. I think too, like, especially if you've been someone who's struggled with eating disorders or chronically under fueling, like if you're doing that for years and years and years and years, you cannot expect your body to bounce back within, you right. know, a couple months or even six months. And sometimes right. like, you know, your body's going to take time to recover. And it also is going to take time to learn like what yeah. is actually 
appropriate for my body. Like, right. I think it's easy to constantly push and like, oh, I've been there before. So I should be mm-hmm. there again. And just reminding yourself, like, like you were saying, tracking your progress. Like I remember Kira said that like for new moms, cause I'm obviously very excited <laughs> about all the info about being a new mom. And but yeah. she's like, one of the biggest things coming back postpartum, she's like, progress wisely, <laughs> really small, right. but she's like, also track your progress. Do so you feel encouraged? Mm-hmm. And I think too, to track it from that place you're starting from, not where you were. And, um, I think that was a really wise piece of advice to be like, I'm not where I am. I'm starting from new. So that's where I need to start. So yeah, Yeah. I think that's super wise and super helpful. If you guys are listening, like, please listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the funny part too, well, cause so I also like within that three months off, I was definitely like just listening to my hunger levels and just you know, mm-hmm. when, when I was, when I'm hungry, I was eating. Yeah. And so like I, my body, I gained, I definitely gained some weight. I wasn't really paying attention to it. I don't yeah. weigh myself. I don't pay attention to that anymore, yeah. but I, and I didn't notice necessarily that I had gained some weight, but yeah. that's not important. It was more of like, I just was letting my body yes. have the space and the time yes. to reset. And so naturally you will gain a little bit of yeah. weight in that process, but now I've reached a point where I can eat more free. I'm not worried about what I eat. Yep. I'm yep. worried about eating sure I fuel enough yeah. and and I actually like, even this past weekend when I felt like I was maybe a little bit more tired, I was like, eat more, eat more. Yep, like totally, totally help to make sure that you don't yes. go, cause you can help intercept yes. that with some, yes. some of your fueling. Yes. And so that's been really, really great to not awesome. have to fixate on food so much. Yeah. Cause that was a big problem that I had. And yeah. I don't have the body dysmorphia as much because yeah. I'm not so stressed about it. I do still have the, like I said, the issues with like seeing pictures of myself sometimes, of course, of but, course. um, yeah, that's been, it's been better to also see like those pictures are also correlated still with some faster times and feeling yeah. better than even when I was, you know, in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, that's, it helped a lot. And I also yeah. feel like I had it, um, the, I had, so we did like on, when I was on the team that I was on, I really appreciated, um, Sammy George, who used to be yeah. on the team with yeah. me and she was really great. Cause she, you know, she had had her struggles with mm-hmm. the body yeah. stuff and eating disorder. And it, I being able to watch her progress yeah. was really inspiring to me because it's so helpful. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, it took, she's slowly over time was yep. like chipping away at it. Yep. And I was able to see her make this huge transformation and this yeah. huge shift in everything that she was doing and it's paid off and she's running yeah. better than ever. Yeah. And so that was actually really, really helpful for me to have yeah. that eye on that of like understanding that like as long as I'm doing things right yep, and not worrying about all the things, it's yep. a much more free way to be. And it's totally, also, yeah. you're going to get back there, but yes. you can't force it. It's yes. just gotta let, yes. let it happen naturally. So, you yes. know, over the last year, like, yeah, I, I had gained some weight in that time, but I've been mostly focusing on my training and fueling really well. Yeah. And I haven't been paying attention to it, but I can tell yeah. that like there has been some transformation yeah, totally. in my body just from doing yeah. that. And so my body's definitely learned, relearned what it needs fuel wise, yeah. relearned, you know, yeah. all the stuff. So, yeah. And yeah. that's always what I remind people too. Like once your body is being, your needs are being met, your body's going to work super efficiently. Now, yeah. again, if it's been deprived for a long time, it may have yeah. some time to figure out those balances and right. like get to a point where it's stable again, but your body is working for you. It's not working against you. And like, yeah, it's going to work to make you perform your best. And when you try to force it one way or the other, it's going to bite you in the butt. And so (laughs) I always encourage like eating more is so much better than eating less. Like if you want to aid in performance, eating a little extra is way better than under eating, like under eating is just going to hurt you. Like, right. 
eating a little more, it's just going to give you extra fuel to the fire. So right. <laughs> have yeah, fun with you know, it. The thing that I also find that I think that I think a lot of younger athletes may not like it may experience too, is that you, sometimes you will, like I performed when I was at our eating some, and yeah. that's, that's amazing, yeah. but it's not, there's an end point. Yes. Like, it's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. It's going to run out. So like not having a period, yeah. I was doing it You're, yep. and it, it yep. was working for me, but it yep. was not gonna. And that's when I, in 2016, when I ran my first marathon, that was when I was like, this is not going to continue. Yep. Like this yep. is not going to, I'm not going to have this success forever. Yep. I was actually listening to Tony Prezak's um, endurance planet podcast. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was what kind of triggered that. Like, I need to fix this now yeah. because yeah. there's other health complications yep. that go along with not having a yep. period that yep. you don't want to run into them. You yep. don't want to reach yep. that point. And so that was kind of like, like just because you're performing or just because you're doing it yeah. doesn't make you, you're not an anomaly. Like it's, yep. it's you're not point, an exception to the rule, right? Yeah. It's, it's something's it's gonna, it's gonna swing the other way. Yep. Or like, like I said, you're more susceptible to overtraining. Yep. So at yep. some point you're not going to be able to push yourself yep. anymore to keep making performance yeah. gains yeah. or yep. the injuries will start something yep. along those lines. Yep. Totally. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I always think too, it's like, it sounds good now, but in the future, like I've, I've worked with women who are in their mid thirties and already have osteoporosis. I'm like, Ugh. great. So like now you're not going to be able to run for the rest of your life. So right. yeah, it was great for a short period. You're like, okay, I was really lean and fit and I was fast for a period, but now I literally have this stripped away from me forever. Right. Like, yeah, have fun. Like, right. And I, I just think of that and it is, it's so easy in the short term to be like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal, but long-term it's going to catch up with you. Like right. your body is going to feel it. And yeah. it's going to indicate to you, Hey, yeah. you kind of abused me for years now. Now I'm yeah. done. And, yeah. um, yep. you know, if yeah. you catch it soon enough and can, you know, reverse some of those things, it's great. But also remember like yeah. that, that's going to take some time. It's right. not going to be yeah, of a switch and everything's great. So, yeah. And yeah. yeah. And I, the other thing that reminds me of too, is just like, I worked with some, I worked with the kids team last year for a period of time. Uh-huh. And so like my main focus was wanting to work. It was middle school ages. Like mm-hmm. these kids are running, but the most important factor is that we're developing healthy habits yes. for them because yes. like, we don't want them to reach their performance yes. goals now. Like they've got yeah. plenty of <laughs> so time much time, <laughs> right? It's all about yeah. making them enjoy it and creating yeah. healthy habits around yeah. the things they're doing. Because I think one of the things that benefited me that the, one of the reasons why my story wasn't different. Why I was actually sustained through that period of time, I yeah. think was like, I wasn't getting injured a lot, but I, yeah. and I think it was more because like that, those development years when you're in high yeah. school and middle school, those are so crucial. And yeah, I, I was, eating, I was eating like lunch twice right. a day. And, like, <laughs> right. Sometimes I would eat so dinner much with food. my, yeah, I would eat dinner at my house yeah. and then I'd go down to my friend's house and she, her mom would be like, did you eat dinner? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm hungry. Again. <laughs> yes. so, like I was actually Same. doing you know, I was getting yeah. a lot through my yeah. high school years. Yeah. And I think that was really beneficial to me yeah, because sure. all my growth and all that stuff mm-hmm. was happening. And I was really doing a good job taking care of it. Yeah. Then of course I didn't have these thoughts about it. Like yeah. this was yeah. never registered in my brain. It wasn't yeah. until I got to college, yeah. but I, you know, I think that that's an important thing to make yeah. sure that women understand it. Yes. Young, younger runners understand for it. Sure. You, when you're young, that's the most important time yep. to really make sure you're taking yeah. care of everybody because that's going to, you know, affect your, yeah. your running as an adult. Yep. Your college yep. running. Yep. All those things. And so I think that yeah. was one of the only reasons why I wasn't yeah. getting hurt when I wasn't. Having yeah. Injury. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. And that's yeah. good too. I always like thinking about sustainability. You look at Sarah Hall and yeah. I'm like, she's always fueled well. And right. you can talk to her about that. Like, I think that's one of her 
biggest right. long-term successes. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that too, like when you think about looking at these, these top performing athletes, these yeah. women now, if you looked at them and, and pictures of them in high school, yeah. in college, they don't look the same. They're yeah. not women in college are in the period where their yep. bodies are going to be a little bit different. different. Yes. You're going to be pudgier. You're going to have more hormonal fat. Like your body adapting to those hormones. It's going to shift and change. Right. And that's normal. And so so just letting that, that progression happen naturally is where you see the Kira Damanas, where you see the Shalane's, the Sarah Hall's, they they've gone and and Steph Bruce, like all of these women who are so fit and so strong and so fast, their bodies have taken their time to get to the point. They didn't look like they did. I think that's an important thing to make. And I think that's probably one of the benefits of like social media and stuff is yeah. that you can see, they're seeing more of those stories. So yeah. like being young, all we were seeing is like the, the skinny, current skinny. professional yeah. athletes, skinny yeah. professional athletes. And that doesn't, they, they didn't get there by being overnight, skinny no, in college. They didn't no. get there overnight. It's like, no, they just, they did the work, they fueled yep. their bodies and it's yep. just kind of naturally taken yep. the, it's, you know, yeah. it's done the thing. It's done yep. the way that yep. the body's. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, I feel like I'm going through this process now. Yeah. I know. You're like, I wish this was a little sooner, but <laughs> right. I feel the so same way. Yeah. So it's like maybe, uh, you know, it may be another yeah. year before I'm yeah. really like, but I'm also know that I'm a, I think I'm a more of a strength runner. So yeah. I think I have a little I feel bit the more. Same way. Yeah. I've got a little bit more muscle and yeah. I, I'm strong and I know that. And yeah. so it's like, my body type's not going to be the same as every yeah. other runner. Totally. I think that's totally. also why I didn't necessarily look like yeah. The stereotypical eating disordered runner yeah, because I totally. am always going to be naturally slightly yep. more yep. muscular yep. and stuff like that. So it's going to look differently. And I'm also yeah. five feet tall. Totally. So everything's yeah. <laughs> condensed. Compact. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm 5'10 and I always am like, this is going up yeah. to the race line of marathons. I'm like, I feel like a giant right now. <laughs> like you guys are all like five, five, two. And I'm like literally eight <laughs> inches taller than you. So yeah, right. it's crazy though. Like it's, yeah we think of like one specific person and we yeah. think, well, that's what I'm supposed to look like. And the, right. the truth is we're all different and we're all built differently. And like, there is no perfect image and there yeah. is no one perfect body. Like, right. Yeah. All over the map. So yeah. 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 It's, and I, I, I've liked following like Nella Rojas and stuff. Yes. Now. She does a lot of the lifting stuff, which yes, I, love I know so she's, really love she's so yeah. strong. I'm like, yeah, so cool. Yeah. I know. I love lifting too. Like I, yeah. I definitely love the speed stuff as well. So yeah, um, we have to remind ourselves that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. good. It's good. <laughs> um, okay. Well, before we sign off, um, right. one thing I want to start doing is asking, cause I mean, obviously I love nutrition and I love food. What's your favorite food? God, this is like the, I would, I mean, I feel like I have to say tacos. Oh, I do nice. really, really love tacos, but nice. it's, it's kind of funny because it kind of bounces around. It used to be pizza at one point. Okay. Okay. But I think, I think it's, it tacos has got the lead there. I awesome. used to, I used to also eat. So actually everything in our house is named guacamole, avocado, yes. taco palace. Is yes. like the, <laughs> yeah. I everything's like named after like something along those lines. So yes. I, I have to say, I think, I, I think tacos. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And what is like, Cause this may be different. Like what is your right. post run thing though? Like after a race, like what do you Ooh. lean towards? I, well, so, um, that's a good question. Burgers always kind of like top of the list up there. there I feel like they've got, see tacos are great, but like after yeah. a run, there's not as much. Oh, unless Substance. you get the chips. Like if oh, you yeah. get, if you oh, have yeah. the chips, then that's, that's chips and salsa good. or guac. You're like, yes. mm, good. That's true. Yeah. Then you've got more substance to it. But then like, I like a good burger, but it's hard because because of celiac disease, yeah. I have to get a, you have to have the bun. 
you yeah. ever had to, if you've ever had to go to a burger place and not have a bun, it's so it's disappointing. So disappointing. Terrible. <laughs> You're just You're like, like, come on. You just this empty not plate a with a patty on the side. Yes. Yes. Or <laughs> like, like covered in lettuce, lettuce leaves. You're like, no, this is not, it's not the same. Yeah, no, exactly. So um, yeah, I do really like a good pizza sometimes, you know, really salty things. I think yeah. I'm a pretty salty sweater. And so yeah, I think that I'm always craving like salty stuff. Yes. You know, give me that. So that's awesome. Yeah. I feel you. Oh, burgers after a run. It's always so good. Uh, (laughs) yep. Yeah. I do. I do also really like breakfast food. So like, oh yes, yes. I could eat, I could slam a plate of pancakes after a long run or a race. Sometimes that's what I'm looking for is like a really good brunch. Yes. Ooh, that, that actually, I didn't think about breakfast food. Cause that, I know I love breakfast food too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. My only thing there is I'm one of those breakfast people that I want something salty with my sweet breakfast right. as well. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I want yep. eggs with it. Like I yes. don't feel quite satisfied if I just eat pancakes. Right. Like I feel yeah. like something is missing. So I'm always yeah. like, and need, I need some yeah. eggs with it. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, donut sometimes... shops. Yeah. It should sell eggs. Donut shops. Yeah. Should sell eggs with them. It'd be perfect. Yeah. I'd be happy with that too. Yeah. For donut <laughs> shops. Okay. Uh, donut sandwich between yes. our eggs between the sandwich. I don't know how you would do that. Yeah. Or if it would even taste That'd be good, interesting. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's so I good. also, you know, I used to also be like super into muffins. I, Ooh, I still nice. probably am. Those nice. are great for actually the nutritionist I was working with. Yeah. Clyde had mentioned like how like that quick metabolism carbohydrates yep. can be really, really good after yes. like a hard effort yes. or a long run. hundred so percent. Yep. I would, I would, muffins are, are also up Ooh, there, but I love that. it's hard to find a good hearty gluten-free muffin. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. So. I mean, I have a hard time finding a good muffin. Yeah. that's yeah. Not gluten-free. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> picky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, oh yeah. man. Awesome. Andy. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was so fun chatting with yeah. you and catching up. Um, we'll have to do this again sometime. Yes. Love it. Yeah. This is so great. Yeah. So good. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your day. And if you guys want to follow Andy on Instagram, you're at run for cause, right? Are you in? Yep. Yep. Number four. And then number four and then a C O Z Z. -Z. Nice. Yep. Okay. You have to say one last thing. You have to say your last name for me because every time I'm afraid I'm going to butcher it. (laughs) Right. You know, totally. Number of times it's been pronounced wrong. It's Cazarelli. Okay. That's what I thought. It's actually right. It's pretty phonetically spelled, but the Z I think are scary. So totally understand. Okay. (laughs) Just making sure. Okay. I feel better. Okay. Well, thanks, Andy. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your day. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Bye, Andy. Bye. Hey friends, thanks again for joining me on episode two of Fueled to Thrive. Now, I know a lot of you out there may have a similar story to Andy, and if you have more questions, I would love to help provide you with some guidance. In fact, coming this March, I'm launching my beta program for Athlete's Guide to Period Repair. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and head over to my website at www.thriveperformance.com. I'd love to help you on your journey to period repair. Until our next episode, have a great day, friends.